The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. Hello and welcome to part two of episode 64 of The Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. Before we get to part two, uh, I want to apologize for the delay in getting this out. Obviously, things got a little crazy in the country and the world in the last couple of weeks, and we just weren't sure when the best time is to put out a comedy podcast during that. So um, we're here now. We're back. We'll be doing actually another fresh episode that will hopefully be out uh, early next week. So uh, enjoy part two. If you remember, we're picking up from where we left off last time, which is me trying to figure out how to get uh, my 14-year-old daughter to go to bed before 3 a.m. every night here during the pandemic. And uh, it seems the solution is hard labor. So here you go. Enjoy part two. I had some friends, uh, they were twins when I was in um, junior high and they fought all the time. And, uh, they, their names were Brian and Brett Brubaker. <laughs> Those are made and, up names and made up people. Of course they were. And, <laughs> and their dad, there was a, a wood pile on one side of the house. And I remember whenever they used to get in a fight, their dad would make them move the wood pile to the other side of the house. Wow. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> pretty awesome though so. i think the worst part about that is they knew that it was a pointless task you yeah, know what i mean I like yeah. that's even meaner that they know yeah. there's no reason to do it they just right to do it write oh. me a thousand word essay good yeah. now throw it away yeah <laughs> i also like that they still that sometimes they would still fight like they do the math and they'd be like we got to move a wood pile worth it <laughs> worth it <laughs> yeah your pain is worth my sweat <laughs> It's just impulsiveness. So you can't control that stuff when you're yeah. junior high. Now with your siblings, I mean, yeah, when it comes no, to fighting your siblings, siblings nothing I, else yeah. matters when when it's escalating like that. No, I I used to. My dad told me, if you make your brother cry one more time, I'm going to give you a belt. So, <laughs> 15 minutes went by. I made him cry. Yeah, I got a belt. <laughs> I, it's funny. I tell my wife that story today, and like, she, like she like broke dishes. Like she they just fell out of her hands, and she like, what? They used to belt on you? I'm like, oh, is that? That sounds weird now in 2020, doesn't it? Oh my god! Again, the stories that make us sound like we're a thousand instead of in yeah. our 40s. Uh, I, I was telling somebody the other day that in our art room in grade school, there was like a pyramid of of consequences on the wall yeah. that started at like getting shushed at the bottom all the way to go to the office and the principal will beat you with a paddle at the top of yeah. the pyramid. And this was not in any way frowned upon. And when I tell that story, I'm like, am I a hundred? This is yeah. so weird. I tell it to people about my age here and it's much more woke here than it is back where I'm from in Southern Illinois. Mm. Uh, and people my own age here think that I, am an alien when i talk when i tell them stories about you know the paddlings yeah school they were still using like the that. paddle at my at my junior high um and it was a, it was a rough school and i think that's why they were still using it because it was a rough it was a rough school you know it was a rough community and it wasn't yeah. it was chicago just, heights yeah right yeah they used to call me principal todd now they call me batman <laughs> <laughs> what about you joel you ever get the paddle? Your town had fallen right in the name, Joel. Yeah, right. The, there was a paddle in the principal's office, but did I you ever get it? One of those. No, no. Did it have holes in it so it would so he get yes. that extra sting? It uh, did. Okay, well then it was it was a good one. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't know when they ended that. They might still be doing it for all I know. I don't know. No way. <laughs> I can't imagine. You no can't way. even hit your you can't even hit your own kids these days. <laughs> I, I guess what I'm hearing from this conversation, like both from the inappropriateness of '80s movies and the inappropriateness of '80s. Uh, discipline corporal punishment that we're on the other side of some sort of child rearing singularity where we no longer abuse our children (laughs) i don't know what had happened i i was a pincher like if i needed to get the attention of one of my kids who were just being yeah i would give a little right on the arm just a little get that little bit of skin right Mm -hmm. below like the tricep oh yeah give it a little squeeze and then they pop right up like 
And uh, yeah, they and it got to the point. I think I, I, again, we, we haven't done an episode in years, but I think I brought this up on one of the shows at one of the times. But there, it got to the point where if I went to just touch my kid's arm to like, <laughs> they like flinch away from me. I'm like, Show oh, them affection. Yeah, I need to stop yeah. doing that. <laughs> I need to stop pinching them. <laughs> Gun shy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, sorry, Dad. Yeah, I love you too. <laughs> yeah, Ellie's also on the stage now. So she was always the cuddler growing, like up until up until about twelve, up until that middle school. Uh, you know, the one that would be the that was the affectionate one. Like if we wanted a hug or if we wanted to sit on the couch and watch TV and, it, you know, she was the one that cuddles. And now, like if 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 she could feel that I'm within a foot of her, you could like it. She walks away like she doesn't want any affection because you used to parents. pinch her or because she's no, become no, I think that's just, weirded just, out by. Yeah, it's like affection from the father is is weird now, you know, like yeah. it's not. And uh, and I don't know what happened and when it happened, but it became, but it went from like she was the cuddly one to now like I can't, I could, I give her a thousand dollars cash and I probably couldn't get a hug out of her. <laughs> and I'm sure that it's I'm, a phase that will go away. Like you know, yes. I'm sure I'll be able to. I'm sure she'll hug me at her wedding. <laughs> if you're invited, <laughs> yeah. Well, if she doesn't, I'm gonna pinch her arm so hard. <laughs> I keep pull, I hold I hold my breath about every day waiting for the moment when my kids pull away from you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it'll happen. That's exactly. yeah. Right. Your kids could. How far is okay? So in five hours, God, five hours, they could get. That's like a whole other day. Like they get an extra day every day. Like they get an extra. They get a day with us, and then they get their day to themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they get the parent free time. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, now Alex. I don't think stays up that late. I don't think he can make it till three a.m. He doesn't have it in him. He's like maybe midnight, uh, maybe one a.m. Well, I'm learning that now that like I can be more tired at work because I'm not actually falling asleep in meetings, or at least not that people can see. I'm staying up all night playing video games or writing operas or watching TV in a way that I haven't in quite some time. And you do get an extra shift of life, um, provided you don't die i mean you're burning away time on the mm-hmm. uh, on the far end right like i will right. not live to 95 because i'm staying up all night right now but um i get it i get the appeal right yeah, especially absolutely. if it's especially if they get freedom especially if those five hours are like where they yeah. are in command i've had lots of one and two a.m nights mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i've probably had more one and two a.m nights than i have not had one and two a.m nights in mm-hmm. the last eight weeks Joel, you're shaking your head. No, you're not. To... I go to work every day. Oh, I don't, you go to work. Yeah. yeah. Like a slob. <laughs> like a sucker. <laughs> what a I've schmuck. A, I've stayed home a, a couple days and I've like worked from home and I'll get like three, four, maybe five hours of work done. Yeah. But between teaching the kids or trying to help teach the kids mm-hmm. and then also fixing lunch and helping you know do this do that uh, get some chores done during the day or whatever it is not so that that's i've done that what three days maybe mm-hmm. other than that i'm at work every day and my days are longer because i'm helping everybody that's remote working so it's been more hellish and i'm more tired <laughs> so it hasn't been yeah i haven't not been staying i no, i have not stayed up till 2 a.m for anything I'm more rested than I've been in quite a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because my body just tells me when to go to bed and when to get up. And, <laughs> and my wife not leaves breathe. me alone. <laughs> yeah. When to, yeah. When you get the CPAP machine because you're not breathing anymore. What happened? You almost died. Go back to sleep. What are you guys eating for food? Are you going to the grocery store? Are you getting things delivered? Are you ordering out? What's the what's the food situation? Uh, we are we're a mix, but we cook more than we we, we cook a lot. But the meal planning uh, has has really fallen apart lately, and we've realized that as a family because we don't normally get to during the normal like this time of year we'd maybe have two to three meals like two to three dinners together per week. 
Sure. And now every that's night that's a lot we have actually. That's together. higher than I thought you'd say. Yeah, two mm-hmm. to three, and most of those are like th- you know it, it's probably thrown together because I'm getting home late from a baseball game or something. And uh, we've found now that we have to make dinner every night that we actually only have about four meals that that we eat on a rotation, mostly because of just habit, and that's what we yeah. like. Mm-hmm. And so you know we're we need we need to get a little more creative with with what we're doing uh but yeah we'll probably we try to one to two times a week usually only end up doing it once we'll order in mostly just so that we're putting money into the economy in some way you know <laughs> we feel like we need to we need to do that um do your part yeah but it's it's been bad for my intermittent fasting because i'm home all day so mm-hmm. i think when we were together in pittsburgh I was in the middle of losing weight. I had lost, I think, a little over 20 pounds, and I'd gotten to the point um, a little after that where I'd, I'd lost 30 pounds. I'd, I went from wow. 238 to 208. Wow. Um, and now I'm probably like 215-ish because of just, <clears throat> I'm home all the time. And, yeah. you know, it's like it's – I don't it, – it's so hard to be good when you're home all the time. It's very hard right now to determine what is hunger and what is boredom. Yeah, and most of it's boredom I found because I went one day when I did go into work and I did not eat anything the entire day because I was busy, and uh, and I realized that all the eating I do when I'm home is because I'm bored. So yeah, maybe. I, hi Viva, Viva's in here. See, it's late. We stay up yeah. a lot later right now. It's ten thirty, and just when I you're on awake, say hi to the listeners. We're recording. Hi, hi. Hello. She can't hear us though, can she? <laughs> So I'm just making weird noises to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you got boys. What's the food situation there? Right. The, the, uh, the both are growing like weeds, so they're eating like crazy. Um, but we have meals together for if I'm home, it's meals together for lunch and meals together for dinner. So it's, it's not uh, separated at all. Uh, but then when I – so if I go to work – I'll take some stuff into work, but I'm not strict about it. So uh, today um, I had to pick up the uh, the mail for the the, the station, and um, it was a train conductor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for the, the TV station, and uh, there's a Roly Poly next door. It's a rat place, and so before what? I left, it's called Roly Poly. Those mark like it, it's wraps. A what? Oh, like rat sandwiches. They said a rat. Yes, rats. Rat sandwiches. It's the South Cave. They have different ways. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's filthy. Look, the Union laid waste to their area. Sherman's March to the Sea. There was nothing to eat but rats. And that became became, (laughs) uh, restoration cooking, right? (laughs) We, We go to the grocery store. It's been it's been 15 days since we went to the grocery store. Really? And 15? We, Don't you run 15, out of staples like bread or milk or anything in 15 days? We have overbought, you know, not like hoarded, but we just kind of always have enough. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, yeah, we no, we're not running out of anything. How many we're refrigerators not, do you have? One. <laughs> just one? One? Yeah, one. You can't get by little girls. They don't eat that much yet. Yeah, and that's true. And And to be honest... Um, I, you know, we, yeah, we don't, I kind of forget to eat. I don't look, I don't know how I'm this fat, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and we, he, we, but we eat meals together and, and I think a lot of it's pasta is probably why, you know? Oh yeah. Your carb um, We eat so much, but I guess everybody is eating yeah. an infinite pasta right now. Right. right. It's a, yeah, it's, it's yeah. A quick and easy. Yeah. But we only I go out shelf life. Like we went out and got pizza tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll do that like once a week. Uh, and the rest of the time, I, I find going. I'm going to go to the grocery store tomorrow. I find going to the grocery store to be the most depressing event of my month. Like watching all these people walk. Around. There's something about having a mask on that seems like we've all lost. You know what I mean? I know you're supposed yeah. to look at it like we're all protecting each other, and isn't this, you know, isn't this patriotic? But to me, it's just it's yeah. But just we're trained. Sad. To, we're trained to read nonverbal signals, and we're trained to smile at each other, and. Right. And, uh, right. you know, Joel and Dave and I, we're all like country folks. So we're used to giving the like friendly nod at, yeah. at a person that we, you know, 
Todd just walks by somebody and shivs them. But the other, <laughs> the rest of us, um, we not. And so when you can't just like smile at a stranger, you're like, are we in a fight? You know, mm-hmm. you do feel it's it's funny because like you do feel alone. You feel very alone mm-hmm. in the grocery store. And whereas now or whereas, you know, three months ago, three short months ago. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Well, when I see when I walk by people, because we try to spend a lot of time outside and just ride a bike now and we're we rollerblade and all kinds of stuff. Um, When we pass by people and they don't make eye contact and say hi, it drives me nuts because I'm like, look, we're six feet apart. We're not going to breathe each other's droplets, but that doesn't mean you can't nod or say, hey, from underneath your mask. I, I really feel like as soon as people put that mask on, they forget. They think they're like. They're like when little babies cover their eyes and think that things went away, yeah. right? I have to make more eye contact with people. That, that yeah. That's freaky. They're making much more eye contact with people. <laughs> I don't know you're, why that's freaky, but it's, it's... Wait, you're saying because of the masks you're making more mask, eye contact? Because your, your eyes are the only thing that's showing. It's all that's left. Mm-hmm. I, went yeah. to the, I went to the pizza place tonight, and everybody, the, the owner had the mask down around his neck, and the women who were working the register had the mask where their nose was out, yeah. exposed. It was it was That's bizarre. Point. No yeah. one's wearing Why gloves. Like I, and this is the case a lot of places. No one's wearing gloves anywhere I, I go, where whether it's a grocery store or the pizza place or well, I guess those are the two places I go. Um, and uh, but yeah, I never see it. And I went to I had to go to the dump the other day to uh, take. <laughs> To take, take things to the dump, like the garb, like there's a furniture huh? store around here called the dump, but it's not a furniture store. You're talking about like no, the actual, I went to the dump. Like where um, a garb- the only thing with Fat Albert and the gang. The like, only thing more depressing the than the pandemic is the Syracuse dump. <laughs> it is really the end of the earth. Um, and so I went there, and like the guy taking the, you know, I I'm impressed you're able to tell what it is compared to the rest of Syracuse. Was it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's only because bad. of the it's just a lake. Are you just saying it's just a lake? Yeah, it is just a lake. You pull up. You don't even. You don't even dump everything out of the truck. You just back the truck up into the lake and leave. Just walk away. <laughs> so long, suckers. Um, actually, Onondaga Lake, which is like the main. Well, not the main, but like the. It's kind of right there, smack dab in the middle of town. Um, was the most pol- when my wife was growing up uh, was the most polluted lake in America. And you're just- number one. You did it. <laughs> yeah. In the in the spirit of Trump, we're number one <laughs> at being the most polluted. Um, and uh, they just did a project where they scraped it all, scraped it all out. And I knew one of the engineers. Um, he's a client of my wife's, and uh, he showed me a picture of uh, it was a big pool of mercury. That they- <laughs> what? Yeah, it was a, it was a big pool of mercury that they had. It's a natural was, mercury spring. Well, they had dumped all of it, right? And like, so it was just this. It looked like a sheet of, and it was just like, yeah, it was just amazing. Wait, where is their surplus mercury? Like from the old thermometer works at the end of? Well, time? yeah, I think so. It was. I think it was like, yeah, the Johnson the Johnson Corporation. Went. Yeah. Um, I I I don't know, but it was it was literally just you know factories dumping their stuff. Uh, you know, now we have three-eyed fish and stuff like that. So, and now there's um, dolphins swimming in the old Syracuse Mercury Lake. Nature yeah. is healing. Yeah. We are the virus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so, what did you do at the dump? Um, I uh, threw out a bunch of garbage. I threw out my old kitchen, and I threw out a bunch of concrete blocks that I had because you know. And um, but when I went there really pointless story um when i went there the guy is the same thing like he had his mask around his mouth and his like big old huge hairy nose sticking out of the top of it i'm like what is the what are we doing yeah it's like having a hole in a prophylactic so you can urinate through it right (laughs) i'm sorry honey i mean i may have to go pee (laughs) i want to take it off yeah right so there's been i've seen a lot of that um, and people like I went to Home Depot and I was doing self checkout and like one of the people came up and insisted on helping me. And I'm like, and they started to grab my stuff out of my hands because I had I didn't want to use a cart. So I have like four or five things. Not a big deal. And I, I said, well, you know, what? could you please not touch it? And she looked at me. She kind of like gave me a huh, you're that kind of guy. I'm like, yeah. 
can we all just agree, even if you don't, even if you think this is BS, even if you're that person when there are, let's be honest, half the country or 30%, it's like, can you just go along with the social mores for right now mm-hmm. and just not be that person? Can you not give me a reason to talk about you on a podcast, please? <laughs> God, <laughs> there is there is something very satisfying though, you know, going to a dump and like, I, I rented a U-Haul and I loaded it all up and then just stand in the U-Haul because it, just you know, you chucking feel like it out and just chucking it out. And yeah. some of it, I had a, an old used up uh, ping pong table. So like just throwing my weight into that and rolling it yeah. off the end and, you know, watching it just shatter. <laughs> it feels so good. It is very satisfying. I've been yeah. able to do that at like a, like a scrapyard metal place where I've had a truck full of stuff and you just stand there. Yeah. So we're chucking it off the backside of it. And it's very satisfying. Do it so you didn't use the Mustang to take the stuff to the dump? No. It's convertible. Now. You probably could have fit a lot. You pile it up right, right up in there, take the top I down. should have done that. <laughs> should have done that. Beverly Hillbilly style. Oh, it was, yeah, it's, it's, uh, still a little cold for that or else I would have. So I, get rid, I got rid of my, uh, 18 wheeler full of Atari ET cartridges the other day. <laughs> brought them right still out to the desert. Still couldn't sell those on eBay, huh? Why did they bury those in the desert? Nobody Why did they would do buy them. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> is that what, like, they were, is that they, they thought they were being environmentally helpful or they thought. They just had to get helpful. I think they you just, know the groundwater needs more ET. <laughs> Why did they do that? I mean, it was a landfill, and they had a whole lot of really bad video games. No, but they they went to a specific spot. They didn't go to a landfill, did they? I thought they just went to like a place that was not designated for garbage and buried it. Was Maybe it a landfill? Trying to build to grow an ET cartridge forest. <laughs> So I know Dave finds the, the grocery store depressing, uh, which is, uh, I, I agree to a point. Um, although I did, uh, I, I did have to risk my, my health to, uh, get some discount jelly beans after Easter. Oh. So I made sure to go to, to, to mask up and go to target to, uh, to stock up on all the discount jelly beans after oh, Easter. Oh, there's your 15 pounds right there. Smart. Well, that was a chunk of it, but I'll tell you what, I discovered a new jelly bean. <laughs> What? <laughs> so, not a, not like I discovered it because obviously someone had to make it first. It's named but... after you, you discovered it. <laughs> That's right. I get to name it. <laughs> it's the... like a planet. It's the right. Todd Bean. Um, no, it's so it's my favorite has always been lately, at least the Starburst jelly beans, and they have different different versions of it. Uh, the the ones that are all the reds, which is probably the top ones, and uh, then they got tropical, which is good. My ultimate favorite jelly bean was the Hawaiian punch jelly bean, which you can't find anymore. I can't find sad. them anywhere. So sad. They were so, so good. Sad. There's something about that weird Hawaiian punch flavor. You know, I don't know what. Is it endangered? I don't know. They just don't make it anymore because I was the only one buying it. Is it, it like probably. helium? There's just, there's yeah. only yep. so much of it in the universe. And they, yep. We passed peak Hawaiian run, punch. Yeah. Running <laughs> low. It's like but, oil in the U.S. <laughs> the, um, but now Starburst has, it, it's a jumbo jelly bean. And I thought, okay, it'll just taste like a normal jelly bean, but bigger. But it, the flavors are different than the, than the normal Starburst jelly beans. And they're so good. Wait, 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 wait. Like multiple bites are required? It's like an apple, but it's a good <laughs> jelly bean. Jeez, <laughs> I would say it's bigger than you know, like your standard Brock's Jelly Bird egg. You know, it's Ugh. it's probably a little bit bigger than that. You know, your standard Brock's your sta- Jelly Bird egg, <laughs> the one most people at home are familiar That's with. That's right. Yeah, you're. Yeah, right. I think they call that your 16 gauge jelly bean. The one that yeah, right. the one that everyone has in their cupboard in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the international standard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you got your international jelly bean standards. Uh, ISO compliant one. jelly bean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's. I think this one is UL listed. Is that what it says on the back? Um, <laughs> UL listed. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, so yeah, they're large. I mean, you can definitely bite, like take two bites if you want to. But no, they're they're a one biter. But knife and a fork if company's over. Yes, if you're formal. Yeah, at a formal. Yeah, if, uh, that'd be at your, on your dessert table at a wedding. You'd want to knife and fork that just to be polite. 
But man, the fl- the what flavors, flavors are do they come good. in? Your standard flavors, but they're they're like. I don't know, stronger. I don't know. So it's just like your standard, like cherry. I, I forget what the f- green. It tastes more green. like green. It tastes more greener than green. Um, <laughs> it tastes like burning. <laughs> do they have black ones? Do they have old people ones? No, they do not have the licorice ones, um, which is thank goodness. Um, I think they have a grape. So cherry, orange, strawberry, lemon, green apple, and grape. Now, I'm never, never a fan of lemon much of anything jelly bean wise, but I can handle this one. But the uh, the grape and the cherry are so good in this bag. But yeah, the jumbo. Oh. No, not the Brock's jumbo. Don't show me no Brock's. Brock's jelly beans are, they might as well just be uh, severed toes. Like, I don't want to touch yeah, a Brock's. Yeah, Brock's jelly bean. is up there with that pile of score bars that Dave found in the grocery store the other yeah. day because somehow he went to a grocery store in World War One. <laughs> I got a handful of messages sent back to me that <clears throat> of people defending the score bar. I'm like, there's what? no defense of the score bar. Who Come eats on, those? it's like defending polio. Right, score bars taste like they're they like they burnt them in the process, whereas like a Heath bar is that's good. Mm-hmm. A score bar yeah. is bad. You have to like toffee though, or you have to. I like toffee. A... I like toffee, but not not a score. Have you tried that with young kids? They don't like toffee. Yeah. It's, no, it's like kids. peanut brittle. Well, peanut I, brittle. Why, why would you eat peanut, peanut brittle? That makes no sense. My other quarantine um, food experiment, and I think I showed you guys a picture of it, was I, I took a can of sweetened condensed milk and, and turned it into a caramel <laughs> by, boi- by, by simmering the can in water on the stovetop for three hours. So you don't you don't open the can at all. You just take the label off. You set it in water, and you you set it in a saucepan. You cover it with water, and you simmer it for three hours. Mm-hmm. And you let it cool down, and then you then you just pop the can open with the can opener, and inside is the most delicious caramely goodness. And you know what uh, I do? You know what I do? What's that? Uh, after I started simmering it, <laughs> I'd get in the Forget car about it. to the store. Get some caramel, come back, turn the stove off. <laughs> yep. No. So that can away. If only they sold caramel. God, how long have you been quarantined? Because we have been quarantined so long, we need to invent our own caramel. <laughs> but that three, but... three hours. <laughs> three hours. It's not like I had to stand there and like stir it for three hours. Oh. It was just I had to just walk away. I'm making craft caramel, artisanal farm-to-table caramel at the t- at the. Jay I'm house. telling you, I, guys, I took some heavy cream. Taking it to the farmer's market this summer if it ever opens. Beat it to death for two hours. <laughs> Got me on butter. <laughs> no, I did see where you could make your own butter out of powdered milk if you want. But again, if you're, the, if the you're store so mad that they butter. took the uh, Native American girl off the land of lakes that you got to make your own now. That's right. <laughs> I'll show you, liberals. Well, I found you can make caramel out of uh, sweetened condensed milk by I found this the, out the hard way the day before Easter when I went to make some uh, some sweet potatoes that if you just leave a jar of sweetened condensed milk in your baking drawer for a couple of years it turns to caramel brown and everything. Well, really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I suppose that's the uh, that's aged caramel as opposed to the the way the method that I use. You, you made aged caramel. You rushed it. <laughs> yeah, you, Joel, you're right about the peanut brittle. Peanut brittle is really for for a, an era in which people only had trench foot and peanut brittle. <laughs> yeah. There's only 70 year old men that are asking for peanut brittle. <laughs> right. People would say things like it's the depression, but at least we have peanut brittle. <laughs> right. yeah. What do you say, Dave? You went back in time to talk to, uh, to talk to your grandparents when they were young and asked them if they knew of any old people who like score bars. And they said, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Uh, it's like Bitto Honey. I don't know if they still make those. Oh, God. I think they Remember still that make one? them. They still make them. Wow. Uh, the only place to get those, I'm pretty sure, is Cracker Barrel. <laughs> I remember my grandfather. Charleston Chews. I think they just make them ironically now, though, for the people yeah. who want to say, hey, look, I found a bit of honey. I My grandfather gave me one, and I knew he didn't understand children mm-hmm. Like when he handed it to me. He was like that grandpa that, you know what I mean? Like, he just didn't, you know, yeah. mesh well with kids. And I get it. But I knew it. The second he handed it to me, I was like, no one under the age of 75 eats these. But yeah, I, uh, Cracker Barrel is a weird place like that. Like they have candy that not only is it unique to that store, but it's also unique to the 80s. 
like there's all this candy that you used to be that used to be plentiful or used to see in regular stores and now you only see it they're like goo goo clusters and <laughs> it's like how do you how do you have their yorkie bars it's incredible to me that those things are still made yeah and lots of pop rocks and lickamades and uh big league chews and things that candy cigarettes yeah like how much of that how much of their business is Cracker Barrel just buying it up and saying, we know that we're not going to sell half of this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it, are, are they making a product that no one uses, that people buy, but no one actually in, ingests? I think they think of that, that that whole store they have as set decoration, you know, the, mm, that we're yeah. just going to decorate the store so you could wander through it, but not want, no one's going to want to buy any of this. So if we never sell it, it's okay. It's, it's just, complete it's, garbage. Yeah. yeah uh, the in thing. the South. Uh, people buy quite a bit in Southern Illinois. I'm sure people buy quite a bit. Maybe of things from the Cracker uh, Barrel store. From the store. They oh my god! I remember when we got a Cracker Barrel. It was like I don't even know what it was like. It was like getting a Cracker Barrel. Like that, it was amazing. <laughs> I don't think I could walk into one now. No, I feel like I'm in enemy territory. Right? There's one sort of <laughs> halfway between my parents' house and my house. So sometimes we'll go to like hand off Viva for like a grandparent weekend. Yeah. And uh, and I walk in, it just it just smells like sourdough bread and racism in there. Uh, yeah. I don't feel good about it. I have a great picture of my daughters there for some reason. Uh, we were, didn't go with them, but someone took a picture for us while they were eating there. Uh, no, they were like one, and they're sitting there at the uh, table, and they're they're sitting there with their their elbows on the table and their hands holding their heads up, like they're just bored as hell, and they're one. I don't know. They look like old ladies. <laughs> it's because they don't want to play checkers and buy wooden signs that say, God bless this house. And sit a little too close to that fire. <laughs> we always, me and my brother would sit, you know, we were kids, we'd sit waiting on the people who were playing checkers to stop playing checkers so we could play. And we would sit next to that fire and bake the backside of our <laughs> ourselves. This Goo Goo cluster is melting in my overall pocket. <laughs> This racism is melting. Uh, I, I had a friend that used to work for them. She was like a quality control. The girl I went to high school with. She came out to New York City one time. Quality control. Make they sure these gifts are perfectly out of touch. Yeah, make sure no one knows. It's <laughs> never seen this Lee Greenwood tape ever. <laughs> yeah, like quality control of what? Well, she would like she would basically go in and with stores that were getting like bad, you know, secret shopper marks, she would go in and work on the the, the, wait, the, the waiters and you know, food quality and stuff like that. And it was funny like uh, like you could tell she had heard I'm like so uh I'm like gay people, huh? And she's like that was a long time ago. That was back <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> All right. I wish they still I, I will say I, I went there a lot whenever they had a smoking section. And it was the it was like the quintessential smoking section of the eighties, where like the smoking section and the non-smoking section are right next to each other. Yeah. And so everyone in the non-smoking section who are breathing oxygen tanks are getting smoke. <laughs> yeah, I think the only difference between the non-smoking section and the smoking section was that the smoking section had ashtrays on it, but there's no difference mm -hmm. in air quality. No, <laughs> should have called the ashtray section. Yeah, the they, exactly. Section. I want to sit in the ashtray section. <laughs> I try to remember about Perkins. Yeah, Perkins like, is the same way. Perkins. Except having pie. Yeah, Perkins. every once in a while, like now, now that I'm home a lot, I'm watching a lot more TV. Um, and there's diners, drivers, and dives often on TV, and and they've started showing a lot of old episodes because they're not making new episodes right now, obviously. But um, so they'll do these marathons where it's on all day, and they'll show some of the earlier, earlier episodes where you can still smoke in diners and stuff. And it, wow. it's just it's just so weird to see someone like the first thing you want to do after you know either while you're eating your dinner is is smoke while you're eating i mean i don't know it just it, uh, it just didn't make any sense but of course it's people weird. wanted to smoke while they were flying in a plane too i guess and well there seems to be a a an inverse relationship to smoking and food being good mm -hmm. <laughs> like at those old places yeah. where you could smoke it was also like a monte cristo and a yeah. san francese right because like who who cares what i don't know bring me bread with cheese on it some sort of meat product and i'll sit here and smoke and and feel the, <laughs> yeah. feel the food in my mouth, but not taste it. Not taste it, right. 
I'll enjoy this cigarette, this non-filtered cigarette. <laughs> <clears throat> Labor country. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, I miss smoking. God. <laughs> I miss it so much. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I remember when they, the, the weekend is the first weekend in May in 2003 when they got rid of smoking in New York City. Uh, it was so part of the culture. Like, people lost business, right? Like, you remember Don't Tell Mamas, that uh, piano bar. Like they never got, because it used to be, they would have lines out the door on a Saturday night. And then when that uh, law came in, it completely changed. And they never had lines out the door again. People I went to, when they, to they don't tell mamas those. just to smoke. I, dude, I don't know. I, I don't they understand don't money. If you said you're no longer allowed to belt Meadowlark from the baker's wife. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I don't completely understand it, but I was going there so often that I, I remember that distinctly. Um, I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they had rats around that time. Who knows? I remember That's when it. they changed that law down here about six months ago. <laughs> yeah. <Stop smoking>. yeah. <laughs> hey, another another quarantine skill is I I I sewed my own masks. What? <laughs> yeah, I made I hand I hand sew. I, what is it? Sewed or sew? How do you say that in the past tense? Sewed I. <laughs> <laughs> I hand sewed in uh, some masks for us, mostly out of boredom, just because I wanted to see if I could. I don't have a sewing machine. I, I wish I did now, because I probably make these a lot faster. But yeah, I made uh, uh, with I made two masks with filter pockets in them, and I use because this I, I'm a. I, a couple months ago, I read something. It might, I don't know. Whenever this started, but there was a company that was trying to starting to make masks for you know just cloth masks with filters in them, and and they did, did research on different mask materials. And one of the most effective things they found in terms of like a, a disposable like a filter that you could put in a filter pocket was a shop towel. Mm. So uh, so I I I, I happened. Well, oh, you bought the last can of the blue last shop can towels of on blue the shop earth. Towels from mm-hmm. Farm and Fleet. Like I just happened to get them, and so now I have this roll of blue shop towels and I can just cut a little square and that's the filter for these. So then I went online looking for like, what's an easy, I don't have a sewing machine. So what's an easy like mask with a, and there's ones that you could buy too, but, um, like, well, I got lots of material. I could make a, make a mask. And, uh, so I found this little tutorial that requires minimal. It's still a decent amount. It probably takes me about an hour of hand sewing, uh, to do an hour. Yeah. To make, to God. make one. Whatever. You can make you can make three of them while you're waiting on your caramel. It's <laughs> like all the fun you can have. <laughs> waiting when on you're my done, caramel. You got three masks and a bucket of caramel. <laughs> God. Uh, and we started watching. Uh, we started watching Cheers from season one, and uh, yeah, it's it's. I, I just think it's good. It's just good. We did. T- we had two about a month ago, and it, we've been watching, and it's so good. Like the, the coach years are terrific. The coach years are so good. We're uh, we still are in the coach years, and so I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I know what happens. Woody Harrelson comes, and Kirstie Alley comes, but uh, right, they, they kill off Coach literally. <laughs> he died. Yeah, so he was. <laughs> he I, I I had to look it up. So I'm like, what really happened to Coach? And so the actor itself had had a heart condition. He, used to, he was an alcoholic, and then he was sober. And but his heart condition had just gotten worse during that third season. And uh, and you know he he was, really wasn't telling anybody. I guess he just kept getting skinnier. And they said you could see on the show how he's getting skinnier in the third season. And then uh, he had some kind of episode. They told him not to go back. His doctor said we advise you not to go back to work ever again like you'll die so he didn't but i guess he showed up on one more episode before that and then they just came back after the third season and said he died like you know and so here's the thing don't tell alex because he doesn't know that that happened and coach is his favorite character and so i just like i'm kind of i'm not looking forward to it but he's trolling him he's gonna get that he's gonna get the like have the pure reaction that everyone else did in 1983 or whatever it happened when he realizes that coach dies after the third season of the show you know viva's the same way she loves valerie harper and one of these days she's gonna be like wait why is it called the hogan family all of a sudden car accident they couldn't have thought of some better way to kill off valerie harper it was so lazy accident it was so lazy they, they all walk in from the funeral that's how you start it was the a season. Car, I thought she died in a house fire. Didn't I her house, the house burn down? down? 
No, and then I it opened so. with them like standing in the burned living room and being like, and like brushing the dust, the ashes. I off got an hands. arm. Oh, that's it. I got oh. a leg. Or was the house fire just an excuse for them to change the <laughs> change the set over to a different house? Right. Um, this isn't Edna's edibles. This is over our heads. <laughs> and uh, these cheers riddled with, you know, like everybody talks about how good the Golden Girls is. And it is, except for the 40% of the episodes that are very special. So yeah, cheers they, like. No, um, cheers is not like that, thankfully. I mean, they're they're just all about the jokes. <clears throat> I don't feel like, I don't know, Dave, what you've There are seen. some. We're, I think we're a little farther along than you. The one uh, the, the one that I've seen in the first couple seasons is the one where 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 Sam almost goes back to drinking. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most serious one. Oh, doesn't he have a magic uh, lucky bottle yeah, cap and yeah. he flips it or something? Yeah, and I ha- remember this. Harry, because Harry Anderson's in the in the series too in the beginning I mean, he's in the show a lot in those first a couple lot. seasons weirdly a lot yeah, yeah. oh that's right because then he spun off and became Mork for Mork which was weird <laughs> what what <laughs> Mork spun off of the happy days Mork spun oh, off right. of, yeah so he which is weird because his character in Night Court like Harry Anderson is it Harry Anderson is that who it is yeah, yeah. who also does magic and is named Harry <laughs> yeah right. so his name Harry is Harry Stone he does the all show. this magic and he dresses right. just like Harry on right. Night Court, except the difference right. is he's a judge. <laughs> like, we really like this character. But how about if he was a judge? Right. Keep the fedora. Keep the magic tricks. Add this robe. Right. <laughs> Give me Mel Torme. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a weird spinoff. I, I called it a spinoff, but it's not truly a spinoff. because No. But yeah, it, it is basically they took that character and said we're going to give this they character. Beta tested Harry Anderson on the it, American yeah. people. It really tells you where stand-up comedy was at the time, right? Because mm-hmm. they were the people at NBC were so in love with Harry Anderson. Mm-hmm. He was the he was he was the mark, right? Nay plus ultra of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Dave, why did you you text us the other day and said, "Hey, you guys remember the Tortellis?" And then that was it. And you just went on with your day. <laughs> Because they show up, they show up in season one. Um, Because Carla's ex-husband is Tortelli, and he gets married to that tall blonde. Yeah, uh, and they come back, and he's like showing off the the tall blonde uh, to Carla to make her jealous. And I just, I, I hadn't thought about that. You know, I'm at the age now where like I, I'll have thoughts about. (laughs) I'll remember things that I hadn't thought about in. 35 years and it was one of those things i'm like god that's really buried down deep in the hard drive until he so. showed up in that episode i didn't i forgot i had forgotten all about him and then mm-hmm. he showed up and i'm like oh yeah he's the ex-husband you forgot about italian american icon nick tortelli <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh so yeah those those have been my quarantine uh, uh activities is making making canned caramel and uh and sewing masks and watching cheers <laughs> Is anybody watching Better Call Saul? No. I never finished all of Breaking Bad, so I never even got to... uh... Yeah, and you know what? Shows being great aren't good enough reason to watch them anymore. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, everybody who sees Better Call Saul says it's arguably even better than Breaking Bad and that it's Mm -hmm. the apogee of television. But, like, I got... I got apogee of television as long as my arm. You know, I got, we've been at home for eight and a half weeks and I can't get through all the apogee of television, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried starting Ozark because everyone's like, Ozark is so good. And I'm like, it's probably good, but I really don't want to start another show. No, we burn we burn landmark television shows for heat around here. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those where you just kind of have to be in the right place at the right time to see what show you get, you get into. Yeah, I, well, with, with Ozark, it's wonderful, but miserable. So you're like, yeah, well, yeah. do I want to be brilliantly that's, miserable for 13 hours? That's why I stopped watching it. Cause I'm like, this mm-hmm. is all, everything is, everything is so bad all the time and miserable. And I can't, I didn't want to invest my time in that. I haven't seen J- uh, Jason Bateman in something so miserable since Arrested <laughs> Development season five. <laughs> oh my God. Like, will they just put it away? Like, <laughs> Just put it down. Put the script down. Stop. It's like they should have. I mean, well, they should have stopped after season two, to be honest. But yeah, the the season four, I couldn't. I, I haven't watched anything since season four. I, I couldn't. How many seasons are there? Five. Five. Yeah, it's weird when you well, do, when you look back on the a show. One... It'd be interesting when you guys finish your Cheers run yeah. for you to say like, here's where, here's where you should have stopped. Yeah. Why? And that's another thing. It's mm-hmm. hard when people recommend a show for you, and they're like, oh, you gotta watch parks and rec there's 15 seasons that are 26 uh episodes each 
make sure you skip the first two seasons and the last six seasons, but there, man, there's 17 right in the middle that are just great. I, I have no time for that kind of math, you know? Alex and I went through uh, Community because it, it showed up on Netflix recently, and so we mm-hmm. went through the entire run of Community, and they had that whole thing where Dan Harmon was kicked off the show for a year, and it was, you know, a bad season, and it really was. I mean, uh, and then you've got all the weird Chevy Chase stuff that happened with it. So there is almost this chunk where you kind of want to skip over the middle of it. Uh, what's hap- What's happening? They were going to do a, a live table read or something. I think they are. They're doing one soon. Yeah, but Chevy Chase, they had the picture of everyone. Yeah. And Chevy Chase wasn't in it. But Mike from Breaking Bad was the old bald guy. It was weird. So they're, they're going to table read the episode that happened right after Pierce died. I think that's a little like f you to to Chevy oh they Chase. Valerie Harper him well well he pretty much did it I mean he that he was I guess notoriously miserable to work with on that show he actually sure. hated it he didn't think it was funny he didn't so he he wouldn't film things that he didn't think was funny and the the crew hated him the cast hated him like no one liked working with him so, well I mean Chevy Chase I I may feel free to disagree here but I now look back at when Chevy Chase was supposed to be funny. And I don't get it. I feel like I feel like Bill Murray and Chevy Chase are kind of cousins in a way, like where <clears throat> they're both sort of miserable human beings, and at times very difficult to work with, and and uh, didn't really care that they were throwing a lot of lives, you know, in flux, keeping lives in flux by whether or not they're going to be in a movie or not, you know. But Bill Murray is extremely, extremely talented, and and hits it out of the park every time he gets in front of a damn camera. And yeah, Chevy Chase is a hack and hasn't been good since 1975. Yeah, I mean, I and I'll have to rewatch Fletch, I guess, but you know, yeah. I'm an old white man, so I love an old straight white man, so I love Caddyshack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I watch Caddyshack like every other day and I know it's terrible, but I watch it every other day cuz I have to. It's a, it's it's a, it's a law. In your, it's in um, the blood. But you reach a point, and this is talking about a sign of getting old. You watch a point, uh, you reach a point where you're watching Caddyshack for Ted Knight. You're like, Ted Knight is funnier <laughs> than Chevy Chase. I don't know why Chevy Chase is in this. I don't know why he's a star of this. I don't know why he got movies to be in. Like, I don't get, I don't like him in Three Amigos. I don't like him in, uh, you know, I mean, I guess I like him in Spies Like Us because uh, you want to talk about somebody who's hard to like, it's Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was fine when he didn't talk in Blues Brothers. I think Ackroyd sur- survived because he was smart enough to write all those movies, you know? Like, he wrote Spies Like Us and Ghostbusters and, and uh, I-, I think Blues Brothers, maybe not. Um, well, and the one with the one one where he's the weird sheriff with the rubber nose in the haunted house. <laughs> yeah. Is he the sheriff or the judge? Yes. Like Demi oh, Moore? he's the judge, yeah. Uh, Demi Moore? John Candy's the sheriff. I can't think of who, the name of that movie, but because the, the outdoors the come out is... after that, something, uh, nothing but trouble. Oh, nothing but trouble. Nothing but trouble. Is that the one with where he says, "Bring me Detroit"? Is no, that Doctor Detroit? Doctor Detroit. <laughs> is that Dan Aykroyd, or are they getting something good? Yeah, isn't doesn't he have a rubber nose in that? I don't know. Doctor, he's Dan got a metal right. hand. <laughs> Doctor Detroit's he... the one where he says, "Bring me nothing but trouble." <laughs> Doctor Detroit was supposed to be his like foray into like leading man status, and it and it completely tanked. And so he had to go back. Not that he didn't want to make movies with Belushi, but like that's what saved him essentially is that he could write and star in movies with funnier people. Yeah, because he always decides he needs to sing and dance in these movies. So Doctor oh Detroit God. turns into a musical sequence. Dragnet had a music video with singing and dancing. Dragnet did? Oh god! You never seen the rap song attached to no. Dragnet? Uh, oh my god! So many bad ideas. If you want to see some cursed YouTube? Look up the Dragnet song with Tom Hanks and Dan Aykroyd doing a hip hop dance. The only thing worse than people doing like white people doing rap now is white people who were doing rap in the eighties. <laughs> Actually, that's what you talk about TikTok problems. I mean, I realize that I've now gone to NYU and I'm a completely like commie pinko bedwetter, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I watch TikTok and I just sit there and like watch the appropriation, like watch a bunch of white teenagers oh, yeah. speaking jive and it makes my skin crawl. I'm like, you, this is not okay, you guys. Like, be less hip hop. It's not for you. It's not, you know what I mean? Well, and they've not just appropriated, but they've made it really bad by, like, the in terms of the, the dance moves, the tick, maybe I don't understand TikTok enough to know this, but like, they've taken what might be a, a good dance and turned it into like, 
let's all do these very specific moves and like make them super easy to do and take away anything that was cool about them when they were done in hip hop. Right. Let's give it the, um, Oh God, tutti frutti. Let's give it the Pat Boone treatment. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see moms in my town. Uh, I feel like this has happened several times recently where they'll, they'll use a hand gesture or they'll say girl or they'll, they'll, they'll stuff like that. And it's like, that is, it's right out of a, it's right out of a, you know, black American playbook from 1998. Right. Like, and mm-hmm. it's, and it's like, it's, it's weird because it doesn't fit. Like it, it stands out so much. And I don't know, I, I maybe in 30 years, it's not going to sound weird to people, maybe to their kids, them, you know, uh, you know, using, I don't, I don't even know how to put it. I can't think of a good example, but. Well, I think that when you hear old people speak, their old people speak, they right. are pe- they are speaking cool people speak from decades before. Right. So if you are, I mean, you could be elderly in the fifties and say 23 skidoo and you're saying something that was like a cool jive in in the twenties. Right. right. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe the, the idea of, uh, 40 somethings, white 40 somethings speaking jive, right. Essentially for lack of mm-hmm. a better term, maybe that's what our weirdness is. Right. Cause I, I don't know that 20 somethings do that now. Maybe they do. No, it means we're going to have like nursing homes full of people saying like, talk to the hand. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Audi 5,000. <000. laughs> Well, folks, it's time for another episode of the Paternity Test to struggle walking down a ramp. Follow us on Twitter at The Dad Test. Like us on Facebook and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com, or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. Catch us in Chicago Parent Magazine. Tell your friends about the show, and mostly, stay safe. You're all too fat to live, but far too young to die. All right, everybody, remember, artisanal caramel is just three hours away. And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. (laughs) 